0: Hi everybody, welcome to our third episode of Two Buns, One Man Cast. My name is Quiggy, I'm your first bun, first host.
1: And I'm your second bun, second host, Neil Bakshi. Thank you for joining us today on our third episode. Quiggy and I have been traveling for the better part of May 2022 over the last month. We've gone to some pretty interesting places, uh, both individually, and so have come back and want to share some interesting perspective and and thought-provoking discussion on some of the things that we personally experienced in our journeys. Although different, there is certainly some overlap in the way different senses and feelings arise. So excited to get into this conversation with you, Quiggy.
0: Yeah, we're just going to run with this one and see where it goes. I know both of us have... Uh, felt a lot of self-reflecting come about uh, on our trips and we just want to share it and process it and see what good good comes out of it. Before we start, where did, where did you go, Neil?
1: Yeah, that, that good good good. Uh, I went to Egypt, Jordan, and Israel for, for three weeks on a little spiritual pilgrimage by myself and met a number of, of very interesting people. And how about yourself? So
0: cool. I went to Berlin, Amsterdam, drove through France with family, and went to a music festival in Malta. I went on a social-spiritual pilgrimage, I, I would say. I love that.
1: <laughs> I, I love that. It's, uh, you really went on the, the Euro trip and hit all of it and wrapped it up with a music festival. That's perfect. M- music is is really the embodiment of everything, and, and we definitely need to have a whole nother, whole other episode mm-hmm. on that, because I know we'd love to get into that. But yeah, sorry, mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, just keep keep rolling on. No, it's okay,
0: it's okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely the Euro trip, but not, not the classic traditional party animal Euro trip. Very much a balanced, um, self-reflective uh, trip for, for myself, which was really beautiful to experience, having been very fortunate to travel a lot in my 20s, having spent time in Europe, and, and really been curious to come back to um, this thing that I really love, adventure and curiosity and uh, meeting new people and experiencing new places. Um, as the person that I am today, with a lot more self-awareness, and just to see like what kind of patterns come up, how am I relating to these experiences? Because the way that you relate to travel in your twenties, and, and, and be curious to hear how how you would reflect on this, like the way that you relate to travel in your twenties is very different than the way you relate to your travel totally. as a
1: thirty-year-old.
0: You know, and totally. I definitely have spent benders in Berlin and <laughs> Amsterdam <certain laughs> at that point. Getting home from
1: the club at nine a.m. And that's like, I want to be up at
0: 9am, you know, so very different experience. And yeah, it's been really cool to see how the curiosity and the different sort of state of mind that I'm in has really um, allowed me to experience things in a really beautiful way. And the topic that I really, that kept coming back for me that I want to bring to our attention and discuss and and see where we go is um, this idea of uh, fear uh, fear and mistrust versus um, trust and wonder and sure yeah yeah so you know just a little background for myself like I have um, you know gone through a lot of chronic pain in the past couple of years and my my mind has really crutched my mind and body have really crutched around sort of uncertainty and transition and change because those have been the hot spots for a lot of my pain responses to flare up when I'm on a bus or a plane and I'm sitting for a long period of time. And so the thing that I really love traveling um, has become very fearful for me. And so a big part of why this trip has been really amazing for me is I I kind of put that down for two years to come home and heal. Mm. And this has really been a trial of seeing like, okay, how far have I come? How can I approach this? How am I going to feel? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to be angry? Am I going to be stressed out? Um, or am I going to be able to like experience these
1: beautiful experiences and, and so, Yeah, no. And so what did you kind of experience and come to as, as it relates to managing your own physical pain and body as you traveled across, across Europe through a number of I'm sure trains, buses, planes, automobiles, mm-hmm. all, all of it. Um, and, and sort of how did you come to that understanding of like trying to, foster that sense of of wonder and trust a little bit as you as you went around these places.
0: Mm. So I think intentionality and preparation and just, you know, having learned my way um, to heal and protect and care for myself, uh, you know, working with a functional medicine doctor really helped prepare me to show up for the jet lag and the traveling intentionally with the right systems in place to make sure that my energy and my body are well going into the trip, you know, making sure I'm getting into the gym the day before getting some massage, preparing my body for this trip to set myself up for success so that my nervous system doesn't have the opportunity to really freak out and flare up. And and that did happen at a certain point in the trip. But um, I think to answer your question, the contrast really was what was illuminating for me is recognizing myself, you know, in the first couple of days, you get kind of a honeymoon phase when you are traveling. The honeymoon phase is definitely replicable in many areas of life. It's not just a relationship, it's moving to a new city, it's traveling to a new place, it's a new um, job or new opportunities. You get excited, you know, dopamine's fine. You know, and when that dust kind of settled, I started to notice some of my anxiety creep up because travel is inherently unknown. There are a lot of unknown factors. You're not in the comfort of your home. You're moving, you're sleeping in new places, you're meeting new people, you know, you're, you're on a different time zone, that uncertainty is very much a trigger for anxiety. And so noticing that start to come up for me was what really illuminated this conversation for me and recognizing that, okay, there are these unknown factors that my mind is responding to um, with fear and anxiety and trying to control, trying to think my way through the things. And what I, what I realized is that Those sort of, that propensity to focus on the negative, to assume the worst, to assume that the worst is going to come is rooted in mistrust. There's a certain mistrust in certain areas of my life that, you know, the fact that I don't know what's going to happen means that it'll probably be the worst case scenario or it'll be something bad. And, you know, really what that, the opportunity that that gave me is to recognize that, well, what if I trusted? What if I trusted that things will be okay? And the, the energy, the feeling, the word that really um, aligned for me and that sort of shift in the context of traveling, which is like, you know, I think for me, what happened was like, man, why am I so fucking anxious? And like, why am I so worried about these things? Like I should be here on this adventure, like you think about when you are 19 and you like go out into the world for the first time or you, know, you leave even your town, you're like, oh my God, it's magical. Like, you know, we have this awe and excitement and here I am all crutched up around these new things. And so for me, the shift was, um, it, you know, what if I were to wonder? And wonder has this like this energy of openness, of excitement, of possibility, of adventure. And that was the energy that I really wanted to feel during my trip. I wanted it to be fueled by curiosity. And so, you know, kind of the realization and and the, the conversation I have is like, you know, so much of our anxiety is fueled by our fear and our control. Life is unknown, you know, we don't know. We don't know what's gonna happen a moment from now. We have ideas, we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Like, it's just the way it is. Traveling, even more so triggering to that. And we can respond with a mistrust of life, a concern that things will go wrong. And thus we ruminate to try to prepare for that. Um, or we could, we could respond with wonder. I wonder what's going to go right. I wonder what exciting gifts I might come upon tomorrow. I wonder how I'll figure this out. And that comes with trust. Trust in oneself, trust in life. And for me, the practice was just, just to notice when I was getting stuck in the anxiety and this mistrust and be like, breathe. I wonder, like, how can I get curious here? How can I bring curiosity and openness and trust Mm. into this? And that was a beautiful practice for me to reopen up into a sense of adventure.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And so there are a couple of things as you were just going through that really stuck out to me. First of all, Mercury wasn't retrograde for the vast Mm. majority of of, uh, of May. So I'm sure that had some inkling to do with if travel plans didn't go exactly as intended, if there were some communication errors, long wait times at the airport, something that like dealt with communication, travel, the ability to be in contact and, and things like that. However, a couple of things also really stuck out to me. One is that you started with intentionality of the trip. And I think that that is awesome. I, mm-hmm. I similarly... So I went to a number of different cities in in these three countries. And so what I did before I left is I, in a journal, I I wrote down my intentions for each city and what I wanted to feel and do and and embody while I was in those places. So I think going into anything with intentionality is is the key and the core behind all of it, be it a a coaching practice, be it uh, writing a book, be it traveling, whatever it really consists of. What is the intention behind why you're doing that? Because that will always then pull you back into the purpose when things get hard or even when things seem like they're flowing pretty seamlessly. Mm. The other thing was, you mentioned the the mistrust as a result of thinking too much. And I'm curious if, so you mentioned the idea of uh, breathing and coming back into this yourself for a second. Because I think what that does also is it allows you to drop down from the headspace down into the heart space mm. a little bit, down into the gut, which is really our first brain. That's where your intuitive guidance kind of, you know, gut feelings. And so I'm curious if, what are the ways that you began to overcome some of this mistrust or thinking too much as you were going, going along your journey?
0: Mm, I love that. Um... Yeah, that fits right into what happened. Of course, you know, you know, you ask the right questions. <laughs> Put me right there. Throw that softball up. Um, first of all, first of all, my my intentions were, you know, just to kind of like connect that. Um, yeah, absolutely so powerful. And I, I'm really curious to hear what your intentions were for your trip and how that played out for you. But, you know, what kind of guided me back to trust and, and really even stumbling upon this realization in my head was the intention to fill my cup up to have an adventure, to be curious, to really soak up and enjoy this trip, to be present with my people, to connect intentionally, to connect lovingly, to lead with love. And you know, having that as my backdrop allowed me when I was not feeling those things, when I was at that lower vibration and being dominated by fear and anxiety, to figure yeah. out a way to get the hell out of there, to get back to what I wanted to be doing, you know, and, and coming to that place of wonder and trust. And you, I think, really beautifully allude to something that also came up for me as a practice for that, which is dropping into my body, you know, and like how the head really is the dominant, you know, the mind is very the dominant space for fear, I I would say. And obviously you can feel the fear on your body, but it's that rumination that's really occupying so much of what otherwise could be presence and, and being with an experience. And something that also kind of came to me as a realization is that you know, our mind is one of the greatest tools that we have as a, as a human being. It allows us to manifest, to create, to imagine, and then make that happen in life. But how does that happen in life? Well, we act through our body. We experience through our body. So if we stay too stuck, you know, in the whiteboard of the mind, we could have these great fucking ideas, but we may never get to actually see them come to fruition, to actually experience the beautiful things that we want to experience. And so I get really stuck in my head. And I think a lot of people can relate to this, a lot of men, especially, people in transition, you know, travel being a transition that's triggering very heady response, very anxiety-driven response, which again can be felt in the body, but we're we're we get stuck up here, you know, thinking and thinking and trying to figure out how I can make sure that this works out, how do I get to this train on time? And what if it doesn't work out this way, you know? And I think using my mind to be able to recognize, okay, I'm in fear right now. What if things went well? I wonder how this might work out. Can I trust? Like using the tool of the mind to guide myself cognitively, logically back to a bit of a higher vibration and then dropping into my body to experience it, to be present with the trip, because the experience of all these things is happening through my body, through my senses. I can, Say there were many times where I'm walking around a beautiful place and I'm in my head thinking about things, thinking about the place, if I'm lucky, more often than not thinking about something else, you know, and so recognizing that and saying, okay, hey, I want to use my mind as a powerful tool, but I don't want to be used by it. I don't want to stay stuck in it. I want to experience this beautiful thing that I get to experience through my body, you know, and and dropping into that. And that was really helpful to feel my feet on the ground, to feel the center of my body, and just say, hey, like, I can trust my intentions have set the groundwork via my mind, and now I'm going to experience it.
1: I think that that's really important, and as you said that about really feeling and experiencing with the body, like, yes, the mind can think of all these beautiful ideas on the whiteboard, but the body is the one that you know, we are living in these, these meat suits in earth right now. And Mm. and the body is, is the one that goes out and actually does the damn thing. Mm. And I, I, when you said that in terms of acting through the body, something really interesting happened. I I felt like an an energy in my solar plexus space, as you said that, because we're talking about this on the podcast in in terms of our travels and as it relates to being an on wonder in our travels, but interestingly, after I came back as well over the course of the last week or so, I've also felt sort of this very heady overthinking, need to do X, Y, Z, let's go all this and feeling a little bit of that disconnect from, from the body. So, so as you say that it's very interesting because it it really pulls me back into the body, even in this moment, not just sort of going back and thinking about where we were, you know, a few weeks ago, just traveling around the world. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, thanks for for bringing that up. And so you brought up also this question of what if this goes well? and yeah. were you able to ask yourself that question in the moment? I know obviously, sometimes it becomes so hard to just pull ourselves out of those thought loops and overthinking patterns. Were you able to really think about what if things went well and and if yeah. so, how did that how did that work for you? Uh,
0: yeah, I think a good amount of the time, I think, Overall, I would rate it as a successful uh, trip in terms of my ability to self-regulate anxiety. Um, there was a middle period where I was really overwhelmed with a lot of things. There was a lot of stressors on my plate, and it felt like this big wave was coming over me. And it's it's really interesting to notice how you know deeply ingrained some of our patterns, our protective patterns, can be, and how hard it is to recognize when you're overwhelmed, when you're stressed, that your mind is. Ruminating on these patterns, and so in in a lot of moments, especially in that middle portion of the trip, no, I was not able to do that. Like I could tell that I was not feeling good, that I wasn't relating in a way that I wanted to. But it was really challenging to shift my vibration. What I did find was that, and this was something that I really was was proud of in showing up to this trip, which was very socially inclined. Like I was connecting with a lot of people, loved ones, and friends in Europe, and wanted to spend quality connecting time with them it's a lot of social engagement you know a lot of time spent with other people and sharing energy and holding space and listening and I recognized very very early on on my trip that I needed to create space for myself I needed to create like you know I I could sort of reflect on traveling in my 20s where it's like oh yeah bucket like I'll sleep in a 20 person dorm, like, I don't care what's going on. It's like, yeah, let's go. go." You just kind of, you're out and about and you're going with it and being connected with myself such that I recognize the changes in my energy and what I really need to stay grounded. Mm. I identified early on that I needed to make sure I cut that time out for myself to meditate, to exercise. My journaling practice really took off like sitting in a cafe, having a coffee in the morning and journaling was probably the most important piece of me keeping mine and also enjoying and appreciating this trip fully. And so I would say that my ability to be able to notice and ask myself that question, oh shit, I'm like in fear, what if it all works out? You know, What if actually I make the train and I'm fine, was contingent on how much space I had created for myself, how much self-care I was giving myself, how much compassion and understanding. And I think journaling really was there's something about sitting down and taking the time to write it out that really, you know, kind of, it's like the intentionality to give yourself the scripts ready to go so that you can pull them out when like your mind kind of gets disturbed and
1: you're in the moment. And when you're socially
0: engaged, it's, it's much tougher to stay connected with yourself and notice the to- patterns.
1: To- totally. It I think that the journaling practice is actually important because as you said, there's so much happening in the mind, and what I think journaling does, just as with either coaching or talk therapy or whatever modality, it, it creates separation from the thought. And I think that that separation, being able to see the thought, the words on a piece of paper, being able to speak them out loud to someone, that separation prevents the mind from running in these circles, consistently jumping mm. from one topic to the next, spiraling into into various thought cycles, or even even thought circles, things like that, I think that is is so crucial. And th- my journaling practice was sporadic. I, I was moving around a bunch, but I did find that journaling was absolutely crucial when I was able to make sure I got the time to do it. And I wasn't getting up at sort of 3am to catch a flight. But like, yeah. I, th- I think that that is, is definitely crucial. Meditation also, we know the benefits of a gratitude practices, even saying out loud three things you're grateful for kind of mm. helps ground you back into, yeah, like there's a lot of shit going on. Like I'm kind of worried about this trip, how it's going to go, anything in, in even your day-to-day life, but kind of just pulling yourself back to a gratitude practice, I think does a couple of things. It puts mm. you back in the present moment. It grounds you. It allows yourself to feel happy, bliss chemicals in the body instead of just mm-hmm. letting this, this cortisol sort of take control and overrun you with stress and overwhelm. So I think th- those are a couple of the things for me that also kind of stuck out on, on my trip and my journey as well.
0: Love that. Attitude, of gratitude, most important thing. So, so fruitful. So fruitful.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were what were your intentions going into your trip, and how would you say that they played out in terms of your ability to stay connected with them, return to them?
1: Yeah. So, so I a little bit of backstory. I planned this trip with my mom in January of 2020. Fast forward, COVID happened. My mom suddenly passed on mid mid 2020. My sister and brother-in-law, we it was going to be me, my mom, my sister and brother-in-law. My sister and brother-in-law had a kid at the end of 2021. And so after I quit my job at Goldman Sachs, I was like, okay, like, you know, I, this this itinerary came back up and I was like, okay, I, my intentions are to honor my mom's spirit and use the same itinerary that we planned together on our trip to take it. And and also just like feel her presence there with me and able to create an energetic Separation from my life in investment banking to Mm. being a a full-time life and and soul coach and and energy healing practitioner, and so that was a lot of the core behind it. And then this trip was through a number of these ancient, deeply spiritual, have a lot of history sites in the world, like four thousand-year-old Egyptian temples, like two thousand-year-old colosseums in Jordan, the crazy, crazy stuff. And so a lot of what I wanted to do is also. Feel the profound energy of these places I was going to and connect to these really ancient, historical, profound, energetic sites. And, and, you know, I'm not a religious person, I'm a deeply spiritual person. And so all of these things are just energy. And so they have deep energy connected to them the stories, the people that have gone through there. And just like being in that environment, just being able to touch those stones and just like kind of feel the kind of energy that was like, Mm. yeah, this was part of an ancient Egyptian culture 3,500 years ago. And this is like, they went to worship their gods here and they went to to sort of do their ceremonies here. That was sort of a lot of the intention behind it. And I specifically wrote out intentions for each place I went and then went back and looked at it after I got back home to New York. And it was interesting because a lot of the intentions that I set out, and I didn't look at these intentions while I was there, They ended up actually happening after I looked back on them. I was like, yeah, I was able to slow down and relax while I was on the Nile. I was able to connect into these deep ancient energies. I was able to go to these historical, spiritual, religious sites and and understand the history behind these places. I was able to go to a and in Jordan, which was a whole nother experience that I was able to have, But and connect deeply with a number of people and make really soul connections Mm -hmm. with a lot of these people. And so that was... It was awesome to look back and be like, yeah, you know, I I went in with these intentions. I didn't necessarily ruminate on them or overthink them, but Mm. I went in and like, I thought about what I wanted and just looking back on it, a lot of that happens. If you take the time to actually think about what you want, you you kind of Mm. subconsciously go to seek that out.
0: Mm. That's beautiful. And it's making me make a connection to our, you know, like sort of you've created, your intentions are created of the mind, but you know, they're lived through the body, you know? And so I, I definitely find myself in the pattern sometimes of like overthinking my intentions like why am i why am i not being curious why am i not being curious because you're trying to think about being curious like you need to be curious Mm -hmm. through experiencing things in the present moment you know and it's beautiful to hear you you know you've set these tensions you've primed them and then you let yourself be present with it and you know another thing that that stood out for me that i think is really cool is sort of the ritualization of this trip as it was part of the intention for both of us. Like, I really believe in this idea of, you know, energetically kinesthetically sending a message to your body, you know? And so you said what primed that for me was the fact that you wanted to create an energetic separation from your, your life and your career in in investment banking. And so using this trip as a ritual in a way to break that cord, to cut that cord, to start a new chapter. And for me, like my, do you feel that that's accurate?
1: I I do. I I definitely do. I definitely do. And my mind was just wandering a little bit as you were talking, and I was Uh was going back a little bit to the unknown and the the trust and the wonder, kind of our our core topic Mm -hmm. of of what we we want to talk about today. And, And it was, I was able to approach a lot of those situations with just pure wonder. First of all, because it's just absolutely astonishing that these gigantic temples with carvings and engravings and raised carvings are literally covering the temple like these truly incredible and they they were at one time entirely painted so there was a lot of wonder to just naturally be had because it was so new so exciting experientially and so in a lot of the places i i didn't necessarily need to cultivate or come back to that sense of trust and wonder because Mm. everything was just so new so exciting so just engaging and and Mm. constantly on the move that that it kind of uh, allowed me to approach those things with wonder um and then i think what also helped a lot was just being open to meeting new people and because i was traveling solo the only, you know, you're by yourself. It's fun to go out and meet people of different cultures, different ways of life. And so being able to connect with the local people of Egypt, my, my tour guides, their their families, they, they brought me in and like, like made, made dinner for me um, in their store shop. It was, it was amazing. And so like these kinds of things, I was able to step into just self-trust of being like, okay, like I'm here alone. I'm, I'm just going to meet people. And kind of see where things take me without, mm. without a, a core agenda. And I think what a lot of it, as I'm just speaking out loud here is removing the expectations of specific outcomes and mm. having the intentionality that we had going into our respective trips and being like, yeah, like I'm going in with these intentions, but whatever's going to happen is is going to happen. And I'm going to treat those things with the utmost gratitude. And, and it kind of comes back to what you're talking about, like seeing things with wonder and trust. It's treating the things that happen, even if they seem like shitty situations at the time, maybe I, I missed my, my bus or, or missed a car or something like that. Treating those things with gratitude, I mean, like mm. waiting for, for two and a half hours at the Jordan-Israel border, like getting all my bags checked, whatever that is, just being grateful for the things that happened in that moment. Because I think that allows the aperture of trust to open mm. more widely, especially when you're in sort of that, unknown, unfamiliar territory.
0: Mm. I love that. I love the way that you like viscerally describe that, like trust opening up. And and I think that that, you know, comments on the fact that trust is a skill in, in one way. It's something that we do need to build. And I think a lot of us, you know, with our traumas in life and our, you know, our sort of nervous systems and our mind's responses to the struggles that we've had in life, you know, we spend a lot of time in mistrust. And it's a very, you know, in our culture today, we, we are very anxious, you know, and so trust is a thing we need to learn, we need to relearn. And each time that we, go ahead.
1: No, I, I was just going to ask you, so while we're on this topic, what's one way that you cultivate self-trust for yourself? Because I think that mm-hmm. that is extremely important. And I think a lot of people would take a lot away from that.
0: Yeah, well, I think what I was going to come to is that gratitude I think is such a powerful tool to help build that skill of trust because I think, you know, you talk about the two hours that you're waiting at the bus station. Okay, so you walk into a situation, your expectation is I'm going to make my bus. You don't make your bus. You're waiting two hours, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Your mind goes to these anxious places because the expectation wasn't what you wanted it to be. There's fear, um, perhaps a negativity bias pops up. And I think what's really powerful is, When we can sit with that and in presence and observe and actually notice the gifts that life brings us when things don't go exactly the way that we've expected and when we draw attention and gratitude to them, when we recognize, I think the message, you know, for me, it happens in a very like cognitive, logical way and journaling really is is a big piece of this so I'll sit and and express gratitude for the gifts and i think when you make the connection to the gifts that are present when things don't go the way that you expect them to when things maybe might be perceived as going wrong or not working out the way that you wanted to if you can make a connection to how things actually are pretty fucking good when that happens mm-hmm. that creates a connection with trusting life in any and every direction that it goes you know so for me that's one of the tools to help me you know, and it's perspective, it's creating perspective and and connection to just recognize that you will be okay, no matter what, there's always something good around the corner, even if things don't go exactly the way that you want to, if you can practice that gratitude, it builds that trust, because you'll see something good wherever you go. I
1: I, I totally agree. It it reminds me of a story that actually happened to me earlier this year in February, I ended up getting getting COVID. And I'm very, I'm typically, I'm very mindful about being careful about that kind of stuff. But I ended up getting it so this was while I was still working at Goldman Sachs. And I was like, okay, how can I be grateful for getting COVID right now? And so the second I found out that I got it, I was like, how can I be grateful for this? And I was like, hmm, well, I get to stay home. I don't need to go into the office so I can at least work from home. So I needed to work, obviously. It's it's an investment bank. They need to need to print money somehow. Um, so I was like, okay, I get to work from home. And then wait a second, I I can simultaneously also work on, my, my coaching business and getting ready to, to really do the coaching business full time in, in a month or two after I, I leave, leave the bank. And I was like, okay, like, sure. I, I got COVID. And I need to stay inside for a few days, but like, if I'm able to then see this, turn turn the perspective on its head a little bit and see the silver lining in the moment, not just like, you know, mm. a month, two months, three months down the line. And then also what it did was it allowed me to then travel this summer and the rest of the, the rest of the year with less of an internalized fear of if I travel to all these countries, am I gonna get COVID? Like, how am I gonna stay safe in all these places? Mm. So, it, 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 th- there, there is even silver linings to things like like getting COVID or, or sicknesses and illnesses that if we allow ourselves just to slow down and kind of just start to shift that perspective for ourselves, really brilliant things kind of kind of start to unfold for us. Mm. I
0: love that. And it just, it's empowering too. You know, like you talk about on the energetic level, when you can respond to life with that type of personal power to say, hey, how can I look at this through a lens that actually serves me and feel good about it, rather than the lens and the filter and the energetic presence of anxiety and fear and frustration, you know, which we get stuck in. You know, if you can practice that skill of redirecting your perspective to one that's of a higher vibration. My goodness, it it feels so good to be able to do that. And, and so cool to hear you, you know, put that practice, uh, you know, to use when you had something in life that most people would say is sucky. Like it's not fun by any means, but for you to be able to empower yourself and respond to life to the best of your ability in those moments, then freed up space to show up more powerfully with that perspective on your trip that's that's brilliant you know like building that skill of trust and um you know something that I wanted to wanted to circle back to is you know I I feel like our trips were very different in that like I was coming back I was very there to to uh, connect with people and so I was in territories that I'd been before I didn't have quite the same sort of novelty and I, I've been to mm-hmm. Egypt and seen the pyramids and it's mind-fucking blowing like it's <laughs> you don't have, it doesn't matter whether you you were present before or not, you are present when you're there because you're energetically just so immersed in this. So I totally feel you in terms of like wonder is, it's going to happen, you know, but I, I feel like I found myself on a trip that was a little bit more closer to kind of what my home life was like, like I was still coaching while I was on the road and trying to balance responsibilities. So I was quite susceptible to a lot of the kind of anxious patterns. I didn't have as much room for, I I had to kind of draw myself to wonder. And so I think the reflection that that brings out for me is that, you know, travel is this beautiful catalyst for wonder. When we experience novelty and newness and we're connecting with new people, it's it's a way to bring out awe and wonder. And nature can be that, too. And there are a lot of different ways to do that. However, I think, you know, and I'd be curious to hear how this applies to our transitions going home. I do think that we can cultivate that sense of wonder and trust in our everyday lives, because I think it's when we're in the habit loops and we're in our sort of, you know, I wouldn't, I don't want to say mundane because it doesn't have to be mundane, but when we're in sort of routine, you know, that's when wonder sort of kind of slips away. We get into the kind of like control and anxiety and wanting things to be a certain way and expectation we kind of we can lose curiosity and wonder so I think it's one thing to be able to put ourselves in positions traveling being one of the great ones to just like all right here we are now like everything's wonderful I'm so excited and curious and like when you step into a place like you know, the Egyptian tunnels, like that'll, that'll blow wonder, wonder right out of the water, you know, but at home, how do we cultivate that sense of wonder? How do we stay open to the adventure that is life? Because that's how, that's how I want to live my life. Like, I want to be curious and, and excited about what's to come. And I feel like that's something that can be cultivated with or without the big sort of, awe experiences not that those don't have a place but i want to feel in awe about my day-to-day life i want to feel fucking excited about this podcast you know about my lunch and i think that's very possible
1: it's absolutely possible and a way that i personally feel that wonder is i I see signs and i see the symbolism in kind of all of life around me and i i I've been able to cultivate sort of an angelic language with my mom and and angels on the other side. And that's kind of helped me stay grounded and see wonder and beautiful things to be like, yeah, you know, like maybe this, maybe there is not, maybe there is far more than meets the eye around us in the world and the universe at large. It is far more intelligent than we Mm. can even begin to comprehend. And the way you start to unlock that intelligence is by being fully present that is how you notice some random sticker of a star on the ground. That is how you notice this um, these synchronicities of, of roses popping up that remind me of my mom. These are the ways that you see random feathers on the ground that remind you of, of angels, that you're on the right path. These, these ways of seeing repeating numbers or sending numbers on license plates or the, the clock. These are the kind of small things that I do personally in my life to allow the wonder to continue to unfold mm. around me because I think that they're truly is so much wonder in this beautiful world as we go out there and write our narratives. How do you kind of cultivate that for, for yourself?
0: I love that. We're going to, let's take a quick break to honor our Zoom time limit. <laughs> they've, they've, <laughs> they've changed things up on us. I'm sure many of you have noticed that. And uh, well, I don't have a pro account. So <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back and continue that conversation. Welcome back after no words from our sponsors, or I guess this will just have seemed like it was continuous to everyone here. Um, Anyways, to answer answer your question about how I cultivate wonder, there are a number of ways. I think one that really comes to mind, and you can feel into this as I'm describing it, um, is a a visceral meditative experience. Um, Being very in my head and noticing that sometimes when I'm meditating, I've cultivated a practice where basically I just create a light like a like a blanket you know and for me it's become a yellow sort of blanket that really just blankets over my self and my experience and the felt experience of that is that i have no fucking clue what's happening a moment from now i have no idea what's happening tomorrow the the future is completely and entirely open and I've really appreciated living, moving to Denver because I'm actually on the frontier of the Rocky mountains. And this is a really helpful way to feel into this um, visually. It's just feeling on the frontier of my life. You know, I think we try too hard to think we have it figured out. And because we live in a world that does rely on time and balance and planning things, we get I get stuck in that. So for me to be able to just settle into the feeling and the truth, the truth is we don't know, you know, and to just, Kind of bask in that and rest in it for a moment of not trying to figure it all out and just how good it feels. It feels so fucking good to just be fully present and not worry for a moment and just let all the stories and the thoughts just drop out and just kind of live in that warm, sunny yellow blanket. And it could be any type of color for anybody. And, and, And I encourage you to look at, you know, we're all on the frontier of our lives, you know? And I think you can either look at that as absolutely and utterly terrifying, and in some ways it is kind of scary, or you could look at it as a huge fucking adventure and how much opportunity and possibility there is for your life, how many gifts are on their way, and um, yeah, that really helps me feel into Blender.
1: Mm. Instead of instead of a yellow blanket, could it could it could one presumably use like a, a wet blanket or? or something? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just that you set me up for that one. I had to, I had to. Love it, love it, love it. The thing okay. is you need to, you need to bring the enjoyment and the laughter and the jokes in life, because yeah. if we just go through things way too seriously and don't enjoy ourselves, then that is how you get back into that mundane sort of view of how the mm. thing, how things in the world are going to go. And I'm not saying be like really out there, but like, enjoy yourself a little bit, yeah. laugh. I think it's, it's so important to, to be able to relax and enjoy yourself in that in that way. So,
0: smelliness rocks. And I, and I think, too, just as a, as a demonstration of, we were talking about this during our little commercial break, a demonstration of, of experiencing what we're talking about is we were having some Wi Fi issue first starting this. I'm jet lagged. I don't feel fantastic. And I feel like the first part of the conversation, I was feeling a little unsure about am I saying the right things? Am I doing the right, like, you know, a lot of self doubt shit. And and I feel like the fear that it wasn't gonna work out, the fear that the Wi-Fi wasn't gonna come through was replaced by it came through. And here we are when we've recorded this conversation and well, hopefully it actually recorded well, but you know, what if it all works out? It probably will. And by the end of it, we're like laughing and being silly. And I feel like our vibrations have changed and opened up and and it all comes back to that trust, you know. We set a little intention in the moment before our, you know, third time trying to record it, like please technology gods, like, come through for us, and, and it came through, and so I just, in saying that out loud, expressing gratitude and helping us reprogram and re, like you said, open up that sense of trust wider and wider, because it's, it's, it's quite endless, and its ability to, you know, be a part of your life.
1: I, I love that, and thank you for just the, the candid nature of, of all of you and your being, because I, I think that's really, it's really beautiful, because it allows people to see, like, yeah, you know we're not some incredibly refined podcast that is doing all these wild things like we we are, are two normal human individuals just like the rest of the human populace and we are going through various events that come up in our lives and doing our best to 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 navigate them. And I think that, that that's a really important thing. And I, I just want to thank you for being so open and candid because I think like you know that that is the That is all part of the human experience. And that's Mm. what we're here for.
0: Mm.
1: Thank you for saying that.
0: Just two normal guys with a 40-minute Zoom time limit.
1: (laughs) And two man buns. Don't forget that. So what's
0: what's your big takeaway from our conversation if you were to um, wrap this all up for us?
1: Yeah. um, So I think that uh, one takeaway, if, if there was one takeaway, I would say that it would be What we kind of talked about in the beginning as it relates to thinking too much and coming back into the body and dropping down from that overthinking headspace mind that just wants to think, think, think and run around in circles and solve X, Y, Z and jump from topic Y to topic B and all of these things that the mind, the brain does in our day-to-day lives, we are so overwhelmed by these external stimuli, just taking that moment to Consciously drop down into the body, into the heart space to really feel yourself in that moment. I think that is probably my biggest takeaway. And I think that that's so important. Just as you go about your day to day life, you live your life from a heart centered place. From a heart centered balance, place is what I'll say. We can't Mm. just overly feel and we can't overly think. Mm. There's a beautiful balance between the two, between the heart and the mind. I think too often today we are in the mind a lot. And so I think it's dropping down more into that heart, but doing it from a balanced perspective. So that's what I would say is my biggest takeaway. How about yourself, Mr. Quiggy? I love it, I love it,
0: I love it. I think that travel is a really beautiful opportunity to learn about oneself as much as learning about the world. And it's been really beautiful to um, come into traveling the most intentional I've ever been and see the rewards reaped from, that intentionality from navigating, you know, the the mental, emotional challenges that I have uh, and can have with with grace and understanding and to just learn and practice shifting into a way of being that I would prefer and just to see how wonderful that has been. And not just an opportunity for that experience, but then to bring, you know, that's the beautiful thing about this conversation is we're really helping ourselves integrate and understand what happened for us. And then how do we take that? Like, how do I take, like now I look, okay. You know, I realized I wanna go on this adventure and live in trust and wonder. And that's a good place to practice that. But now I'm home again, you know? And it's like, I wanna carry that with me. So I, th- I think for me, the big takeaway is the brilliant, the brilliant opportunity of travel as a, as a playground to practice cultivating the way that we want to show up in life in terms of some of these things like gratitude and wonder and connection and that's amazing but then we really can take that with us it doesn't have to be black and white like I think you know I've definitely spent the time of relating to travel as like just a big like you know bender of a of a party and then coming home like I gotta go back to things it's like no I want to carry what I've taken from this ritual and this experience and bring it into life with me. And so for me, I'm going to just set the intention to continue moving forward. And I thank you, Neil, for helping me open this back up because I felt super for clumped in the anxiety of this transition home. And now I'm reminded I can I can be wonderful at any given time. I don't need to be in front of the pyramids. I can be in a co-working space in Littleton, Colorado in a little hole, a little corner and be like, oh, this is, this is wonderful. You know, I'm going to carry you that
1: can, with me. You can absolutely be wonderful at any given time. And you are wonderful all the time. And mm. to our listeners, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in with us on episode three. You guys are also wonderful all the time. You can be wonderful all the time. Ask yourself, what if things went well? Love you, homies.
0: Y'all be well out there.